Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome, new listeners, to I Seem Fun, the Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast. I have been doing this podcast since April of 2013, and I have always been a podcast fanatic. I love listening to podcasts. I love hearing people talk about their lives. And the reason I started this podcast was at the time, I was on a TV show called Chelsea Lately, where I was appearing nightly, making jokes about celebrities. And then people could also see me on Drunk History, where I was getting wasted talking about history. And nobody really seemed to know who I was. Did they think people thought I was drunk like that all the time? Or they thought, oh, Jen only cares about Lindsay Lohan. And I felt like, you know what? I really want people to know who I am. And unfortunately, when I was on the road a lot, people would be at my shows screaming out, let's get drunk or whatever. And I thought, oh, they don't really know me. I'm not that fun. And so as a joke, I said, I'm going to do a podcast called I Seem Fun, meaning, but I'm not. And then I called it the Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast because it was supposed to be a once a week and it still is solo podcast where I talk about what went on with me during the week, whether it's serious or silly you know, kind of curmudgeoning, complaining, whether it's something going on in the world, something political. I've cried on this podcast. I've taken you guys deep into my life, breakups and get back togethers and family stuff. It's just like your friend talking to you who's rude and doesn't let you get a word in edgewise. And it's off the top of my head every week. I prepare briefly the topics I want to talk about, but that's it. It's just a fun free for all where you can just see the real me. And, uh, I hope you enjoy it. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can listen on Google Play. You can listen on Stitcher. You can listen on SoundCloud. And uh, I'll give you a review from the Onion AV Club. What makes I Seem Fun, the Diary of Jen Cut. Co- 
Cockman. See, I can't even advertise my own fucking show. What makes I Seem Fun, the Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast funny, is Kirkman's inherent knack for cultivating conflict, even talking into a microphone in a room by herself. Whether she's dissecting a negative iTunes review from an angry Christian or seriously considering a class action lawsuit against Robin Thicke for being gross, Kirkman is eternally embattled, but she tempers her cynicism with sweetness, and more often than not, she's right. That is from the Onion AV Club. So if you're curious, well, I guess you can start with this episode and go through the backlog. If you want to stay, here comes the podcast. You're about to get on the ride. I see fun. I see fun. The Diary of Jeff Kirkman Podcast. I seem fun. The Diary. Oh, no, I can't. I can't hear myself. What's happening? I seem fun. The diary of Jen Kirkman podcast. There we go. Episode two forty six. Sorry, there wasn't a new one last week. I um. Hi, it's just my schedule was crazy. I had to go to Los Angeles for a wedding, and I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of times, I'll record the podcast late at night by myself in my home, or very early in the morning. And uh, I could have done that last week. I could have done it because I was so busy. It was one of those weeks where I had to record the podcast either late at night or early in the morning. And uh, I didn't want to do it because I was scared of the ghost. Oh, we're going to talk about the ghost. The ghost that you all heard, I believe on episode 244 called, uh, like, Choose Your Own Title. Uh, Listen, I'm feeling a lot better now, but I was pretty shaken up, not that into it. Uh, I was thought I was a person who enjoyed the paranormal, uh, not when it happens to me. Uh, I grew up in a haunted house-ish, and I feel like the ghosts are always are always finding me. Um, I've had psychic dreams. People, I wake up, people are dead. Uh, the, I've seen objects move. I've felt cold chills. I've just, I'm enough already. Everyone get to the other side, okay? This is a blanket message for all you spirits and ghosts. Go to the other side. Get on over there. Go. Your body has left this world. We got nothing for you here. Trump is president. Go to the other side. Now, people who are alive, don't take that to mean go to the other side because Trump is president. You stay right here. You stay here in your mortal coil until until the good Lord tells you to get going. And when that day happens, get fucking going. Don't sit around being on podcasts. What are you, what are you, a stand-up comedian or something? Anyway, so here's what happened. Let me just get everything out of the way first. First of all, this episode is sponsored by Suave, and I've got a hair story for you later. Please go to iTunes and give this show a review. Give it five stars and write, I just came, I came for the podcast. I stayed for the ghosts. Say that. I'm still on Facebook until they shut the thing down. We've got facebook.com slash I seem fun podcast. And you can go and make comments. (laughs) You can go and tell me you heard another fucking ghost on the episode and I will freak out in the comment section. Um, You can tweet me at... Uh, I seem fun podcast on Twitter. All of the back episodes from 
episode one exist on SoundCloud. We're also on Google Play and Spotify and Libsyn and, of course, iTunes. Please watch my comedy special, Just Keep Living on Netflix. Just let it run all the way through. Even if you're doing nothing, just put it on the background, let it run all the way through and give it a thumbs up. Uh, really helps. For some reason, that that special has just been lost, but people are finding the first one I did. So I don't know. I don't know how it doesn't recommend the second. Listen, I don't know. Send an email if you have advice to other listeners on episodes you've heard or you have a question for me. I seem fun at gmail.com and I am part of the All Things Comedy Network. Go to allthingscomedy.com and look look at all the other great podcasts that this collective of comedians owned by Bill Byrne and Al Madrigal have put together. It's an awesome, awesome thing. And uh, I miss being in the All Things Comedy studio where I do tape some episodes. I hope to get back. Well, I don't. I, I know I'll get back to L.A., but I hope to hit up some studio sessions when I'm in L.A. Oh, my God. All right. So let's talk about the ghost. All right. Now, here's the thing. I neither believe nor don't believe in ghosts. Does that make sense? It falls under the category of I cannot prove or disprove. So I'm not really interested in picking a side. Am I interested in thinking about it, like how it works? If When someone sees a ghost, why do they see someone with clothes on at a certain age? You know, why don't, why aren't ghosts, let's say you're in a haunted hotel and the woman walks up and down the hall in the white dress. She was a, she was a bride, you know, but, uh, the happiest time of her life was when she was a bride in this hotel, you know, um, but did she die in her wedding dress and why doesn't she look all bloody and what, you know, I'm always curious about the garb of ghosts and are we, I mean, obviously we don't, we, what, we only use a certain percentage of our brain. I know everyone says that and we, we only use 10% of our brain. I'm sure it's not that, but yes, there's all kinds of spiritual things that we don't tap into, that we do tap into. I know it's all around us. Energy. I mean, really to me, the greatest example of things I can't explain that are real is electricity. It is insane to me that I plug something in and everything works and that someone figured out electricity and that we've harnessed it and we know where to put it. And it's unreal. And to me, it's a very, a very spiritual invention because no one made electricity. It was just a force that existed and we harnessed it. So of course, the energy is neither created nor destroyed technically. You know, it doesn't mean that like souls are everywhere or does it? I don't know. I really don't care. I don't mean I'm not interested in it. I mean... What's, what's fun for me is not to try to convince myself or to unconvince myself. I live with it like a mild uh, crick in my neck that I always have. I'm like, oh, there's that thing that's there. That's not an example. I don't have that. But, but I don't go ghost hunting. Um, I suppose I've gotten a little more paranoid in my old age. I don't know if it's my old age or maybe I'm just getting more paranoid, but I don't want to look for that kind of stuff because I've noticed that my mind starts going to, what if it's a demon? Now, I don't even believe in the devil or hell, 
but I somehow, I guess, now believe in demons or demonic energy or bad energy or blobby auras. I don't know. But something is just keeping me from going too deep into the world of exploration. I love thinking about aliens. I love thinking about all this stuff. And the mystery of it is what's fun to me. I guess that's what I'm trying to get to. The mystery of it is what's fun to me. So that's why I don't need proof. It's almost like if someone had proof, it might ruin the mystery. Just like when the Red Sox won the World Series in 2004, I was no longer an underdog. What am I rooting for? You know, and then they all went to the Yankees. Not they all, one guy, but whatever. Okay, so if you don't know what happened, because for some reason you skip around on episodes, or if you're new, or if you just need to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Two weeks ago on July 29th, an episode of I Seem Fun was released called Choose Your Own Title. And I recorded it from an Airbnb that I was staying in, in Clinton Hill. Corporate whore, she's a chill, one percenter. Um, Because I said Clinton. Uh, Staying in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn, in what's called a carriage house. These beautiful... Uh, they're not brownstones, but they're next to brownstones. And they're where people of the olden days used to keep their carriages. And now they make lovely one-bedroom apartments. So what I love about this carriage house, and I've stayed in it before. I stayed in it in, I think, um, January and February of this year, or February and March, is that it's brand brand new renovated heated floors, central air conditioning, uh, hardwood floors, brand new bathrooms, stainless steel, everything kitchen. I love it. So they're from the 19th century. And let me just give you a little background on them. And like real big ones are like in the millions. So uh, the landlords, the people that own the building lived upstairs and the woman I was renting it from lived obviously downstairs in the one bedroom where I was. So, and if you look at pictures of the interior of carriage houses online, it just looks like a state of the art modern house that you would have anywhere. I'm trying to look at the history of carriage houses. If this is interesting to anyone, um, it probably is, but me looking for it is uninteresting. Uh, I guess, okay. Carriage Houses of Brooklyn. Oh my God, this picture in this article I'm reading is of the one that I stayed in. We love Brooklyn carriage houses for their charm and aesthetic appeal. Also for their, uh, they allude to a now gone city of cobblestone streets and horse-drawn carriages. So, you know, already it's like ghosts love that shit. That's where they're from. Ah, hang on. I'm trying to find history of carriage houses. History of carriage. It's hard to, it's hard to type and hold a microphone. Well, Jen, maybe you could have done this research before. I didn't know I would start wanting to talk about this. Okay. A carriage house also called a remiss 
or Coach House is an outbuilding which was originally built to horse-drawn carriages and the related tack. In Great Britain, the farm building was called a cart shed. The fascinating history behind New York City stables turned real estate. Okay, here's something. Cities like London and Paris as well are filled with these tiny picturesque thoroughfares whose cute little homes once stabled horses, carriages, and sleighs. Due to quirks in New York's history, these mews are exceedingly rare in the city, making carriage house living both scarce and coveted. Often disguised behind modest original facades, many converted carriage homes contain architectural wonders hidden from view. Um, yep. Okay. Yeah, so things like, uh, despite modern touches, original details will abound in carriage houses, particularly in living rooms where there are 24-inch square windows that would have been for the horses to stick their heads out for ventilation. Considering the fact that New York was a horse and carriage town for so many centuries, it's surprising that there aren't more such conversions. Uh, far, few, so few New Yorkers could afford to maintain a horse that, you know, that's probably why there aren't that many. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't a ghost horse. It was a ghost person. You know, people didn't live in the carriage house or maybe they did. I don't know. I'm not getting a good sense of this. And to be honest, I'm not going to start researching it right now. So, well, that's the part, the thing I was living in was the actual carriage house where the horse was up in there. But, okay, so here's what happened. So I record the episode. Now let me give you a little background, just so we can paint the whole picture of this apartment. The first time I rented it, I walked in and I immediately felt such good vibes. And I liked the way the woman who whose apartment it is, she's like, I was just engaged. I moved back here. I was in Europe. It's kind of minimal because I'm just getting everything together, but everything was white, like nice white fluffy couch, nice big white fluffy bed. It was very like whites and neutrals and stainless steel and just comfy cutesy. I loved it. It had such a good energy and a beautiful yard that I didn't utilize much because I was afraid the landlord would see me and be like, who are you? And I'd have to lie because we're, you're not supposed to really Airbnb in New York, but I loved it except for the child upstairs, which by the way, all of your emails about it annoyed me. <laughs> I don't think I said what I was asking correctly. I'll get to that in a minute. So anyway, I said, this place has such a good vibe. If you ever move, let me know. I swear to God, I want this place. Oh, who am I suddenly? Like I'm just renting apartments all over. But as I realized that my job is six months out of the year. And if I go back next year, like obviously, you know, anyway, that it's not going to happen that I'm going to take this place, not because of the ghost, but because, uh, the landlord is jacking up the rent to an amount that you might as well buy something at that point. And, uh, he's a jerk. So anywho, so I said, I just love it here. It's such a great vibe. She's like, yeah, I've loved living here. Great. Um, but I did notice and I always thought it was because the bed is so high. It's like, comes up to my, like right under my boobs. 
And I used to sleep on a high bed, but I have a lower to the ground bed in LA, which I think is something you can do in LA. Uh, in New York, I wouldn't, because again, like who knows what's running around on those floors, you know, creatures, creatures on the floor, little bugs. So not that I saw any, but you know, And so I had some insomnia when I was in New York. And I mean, I was there for like a month. It wasn't jet lag. It wasn't, you know, I had some insomnia in that place and I took note of it. And I usually don't blame the apartment I'm in. I usually think about, you know, whatever, my hormones, my stress levels, my blah, blah. Uh, I just noticed it the first time I was there, like back in February and truly was just, uh, I just chalked it up to a bunch of physical things. And when I mean insomnia, it's not the type where you can't fall asleep. It's the type where the way that I get it is like I, the minute I lay down into bed, I couldn't even read for five minutes. My body's like the bed and I fall asleep, but I'll wake up an hour later as though I've had 18 hours sleep and I'm rearing to go and I've had a pot of coffee and I'm like, wee, and it, it, it feels crazy. I don't like how it feels. And I don't, usually have that kind of insomnia. So I did experience that kind of insomnia in this place. And, uh, even though I loved it and thought it was cute, I never wanted to really be there except, you know, when I was going to bed and stuff, it just, well, that's kind of true for all my Airbnbs. Like they're just not home. So I don't really feel like hanging around and anyway, but I never felt any weirdness or anything like that. Um, I always slept with a kitchen light on. That's my anti-bug trick, which is a thing I made up. But I feel like if the kitchen light's on, the bugs are like, we're not going out there into the light. I don't know. Hey, look, it worked. I hadn't seen any. So I decide to rent the place again when I'm back in July. So I come back in July. Everything's the same as I remember it. And I'm loving it. Now, as I look back, I will remember a few things. It was a couple nights where I didn't sleep. And again, I took Benadryl. I did the CBD oil stuff, medical go to sleep thing. Um, Took a Clonopin, like any one of these things should pass me out. Put an eye mask on my head, get the lavender going you know, honestly, like got up to eat some toast, get some pasta in my system, not pasta, but like all these things when I'm not a bad insomniac. If I wake up and I'm like, I can't get back to sleep. I put on like a go to sleep podcast and I'm asked, it might take 15 minutes. I'm back asleep. I'm not an insomniac. There were these two nights that I was falling asleep and I woke up an hour later and then I was just awake with a lot of energy. And I wasn't actively worrying about anything. I was not, as far as I knew, upset, anxious, or stressed. I mean, I'm always upset, anxious, and stressed. It wasn't extra. I didn't have a specific thing on my mind. I didn't have a work deadline, but maybe there was just a lot of buzzing. I I was busy. I was working on a ton of different things, but all of them were right sized and getting done in time. And there was no like, Oh, I got to get up early and do this. And none of that was just like, I can't sleep. And so I would just read a book and think, well, as long as I'm, you know, awake, I'll read and that'll probably put me to sleep. 
And I would notice hours would go by. And, uh, you know, I stayed off my phone and I, I did all the things. And I was just like, I guess I'm just not sleeping tonight. And you know what? Oh, well. And then when the sun would come up, as always, at 6 a.m., I'd start to get sleepy and I'd sleep for like an hour and then the kid upstairs running around. But I would have to get up at 7 anyway. So that happened one night and I was like, you know what? At the very least, since I was up all night, at least I know tomorrow or tonight I'll pass out because I'll be so tired. And the same thing happened again. I slept for an hour. And then I was like, okay, am I manic? Like what's going on? You know, but it wasn't like the type of mania where someone's like, no, I must do my paintings and and do all that kind of stuff. So I just flagged that and I was like, I don't like it. So what I hate about it is then I don't do my Pilates classes because I don't like to work out on like one hour sleep. Well, I don't like to work out period, but so I remember this one night after not having gotten any sleep for two days, I says to myself, ah, damn, I have to cancel my Pilates class again. And I was actually supposed to go out with a friend and I was like, I think I need to try once again to just get the fuck to sleep. So the woman who, so I canceled all my plans and I said, you know what? I'm going to stay home and I'm going to record a podcast. And I actually recorded two episodes that night and the ghost only showed up on one of them. So put that in your research. So the woman whose Airbnb that I rent from, she had asked me to do a few things. Oh my God, I forgot my ID in my wallet. Can you find it for me? Oh, can you? And it's totally cool. Like she seems more like a casual acquaintance now. And I was like, oh yeah, totally. And she's like, I need to drop by because something's being mailed to me. I'm like, literally it's your place. Like, I don't care. I'm at work all day. Um, and she was like, I'm so thankful that you're so flexible. And I was like, I'm not even being flexible. It's just that this kind of stuff does not bother me. Flexible would be like, this bothers me, but I'll do it. But I'm like, I legit don't care if you come into your own apartment when I'm at work. Like you want to rifle through my diary? Great. You'll see, I haven't written a gratitude list in two fucking months. Um, which sucks because you're not supposed to feel gratitude in order to write a list. You just intellectually go, I am grateful for these things. But, you know, I'm a human. I don't want to make the gratitude list. Anywho. Okay. So this woman is like, you're so nice. I'm going to leave you a bottle of wine. I'm like, okay. I ain't saying no to that. So I'm like, that's what I'll do. I'll have some wine while I record the podcast. And that'll make me sleepy. And I did sleep quite well that night. I mean, at that point I had to, it had been, I'd had like three hours sleep in 48 hours. But again, I'm not a firefighter. You know, I'm not making policy. Like it was fine. And what, again, the weird part was I didn't feel sleepy. So it wasn't bothering me. I only knew it was weird and that my body technically needs sleep. So I record the podcast. And if you recall in this episode, I was reading a letter from a gay man who married his husband and they did it in a kind of ceremony that worked for them. And this guy's mom wants him to have another wedding, like a big presentational one so that she can do all the mom things. And I was reading his letter and I was giving advice. So during this part of the podcast, I guess is when the ghost, I don't know how it works, talked into the microphone. So so now let me 
Let me take you to what happened. I record the podcast as I always do. And I recorded another one that same night. I put the files, I upload them from my iRig app. And I put them in a Dropbox and producer Mike takes them out and whatever he does. I don't know how he does it, but they end up on iTunes and all the sites, okay? There was no TV at my Airbnb. There was no TV on. This mic that I'm using does not have anything to do with Bluetooth. Bluetooth, (laughs) you plug it in to an iPad. Uh, I suppose when I put the file that's on iRig and I transfer it into a WAV file and I put it onto the Dropbox, sure, we're using Wi-Fi. Producer Mike does not have time to decide to fuck with me for no reason after doing this for five years. We've never talked about ghosts. We don't sit around like I never see the guy. I just email him the stuff. Maybe I'll see him at my uh, improv lab show, which by the way, September 25th and October something, it's on my website, jenkirkman.com. Click tour dates, two more lab test shows. And I think in October, I'm going to do something fun where, because I do want to write a third book and I wasn't sure what I'd write it about. And I don't know if anyone wants it either. Um, I don't necessarily want to use the same publishing house that I did before because I was there for a specific editor that I liked and she's not there anymore. And um, so anyway, but at the very least, something I used to do is write short, funny essays, things that could be books. Um, I used to do this like, God, I used to do a show called Sit and Spin in Los Angeles uh, with actually with Jill Soloway, now creator of Transparent. I mean, this is way back in like 2003, 2004. So, oh, the kids, I've had a life. So I would read. So I think in October, I might read a couple short stories and uh, almost like David Sedaris does when he works out new stuff. And I've been very inspired by him lately because his new book, Calypso, is my favorite. I think it's his masterpiece. I think he's really grown into himself. Not that anyone needed to. He came out fully formed, but it's so poignant and sentimental and cool and funny. And I'm just obsessed with it. So anyway, and I finished it and it's great. So go to jenkirkman.com, click tour dates, lab test, two more shows, September and October. So I don't know that there's a ghost because I don't hear someone talking to me and I don't notice anything happening while I'm recording. Now I will say I used to record, I got a new iPad because I'm a rich bitch. My old iPad, it was an iPad mini. I'd had it for years. I used to record the podcast off of that and it was always crashing. And right before the ghost noise happened, my iPad crashed and I had to restart it and I didn't lose anything I recorded, which was good. So Already that iPad was wonky donkey and I wasn't sure if it was the app or the iPad. And as I've been sitting here recording, the app has given me no troubles and I'm 26 minutes in. God, what have I been talking about? And so I really think it was the old iPad. Okay, great. I upload it, Dropbox, Mike puts it up. I start seeing tweets from people and people on the Facebook page. They're like, there's a ghost voice on your podcast. I'm not listening. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. They're like, I heard a man's voice. I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. It's probably them. I don't know, like 10 people all in different states listening separately. I'm like, yeah, it's something they're all doing at the same time. I didn't want to deal with it. So finally it got to where there was just so many tweets about it that I was like, all right, I'll listen. So here's the deal. I recorded that podcast and I put it up. 
probably like July 26th or something. And uh, I, I don't know, whatever I'm saying is, I recorded the podcast, the podcast went up. About a week later, I changed apartments. I didn't change apartments because of the ghost. I had only rented this place, this carriage house until July 31st. That was as long as I could rent it for because the the girl's giving up the apartment. So this was planned months ago. So on July 31st, I would move and I'd go from the carriage house to a more of a newer place in Williamsburg, which is where I am now. So I recorded two episodes. So the last two you've heard were recorded at the carriage house, but I've been not living there since July 31st. And, uh, so after I'd already moved is when I found out that you guys heard a ghost in the machine. But I will say this detail. I record the podcast again, load it to Dropbox. Producer Mike puts it on iTunes eventually. Great. On July 31st, the Sunday that I switched apartments, I got out of there. I went to the new place and you know, I do Reiki healing. I mean, I receive it. I don't do it, but I like to do Reiki and get Reiki and I've done it before. And I think it helps like clear up emotional stuff too. And I just love it. So it's not unusual that I did it. I just haven't done it in a year and a half. And I felt this overwhelming urge, like the last few days of living in that apartment to get a Reiki healing. And so I got one for Sunday, the 31st. So I moved out, put all my stuff in the new place, went, got Reiki healing. And she was like, there's all these blocks in like all these areas, which I knew about like my own emotional things that I'm working through, but a lot of like, you need to let go and you're stuck and you're this. And I was like, I just feel like I have this energy on me that isn't like right. And she's like, yeah. And so we did all that. Okay, great. Believe it or not. I don't care. I'm just telling you what I felt. So then at the place, I'm like, you know what? I was burned sage in my apartment in LA, but I never think to do it when I travel. I'm like, I'm going to get some sage and just like, you know, bless the apartment I'm in, the new place I'm in, because people had just rented it out the night before and the cleaners were there cleaning it. And like, let's get some new energy in here. And I, I had to be really creative lately. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'll bless it and be like, bless this place and keep me open and willing to receive creative energy. And oh, I don't fucking know, you know? So it's a couple of days later. I'm in the new place. Now I'm also watching Goliath, which what the fuck, what the fuck with that show? Literally what the fuck? I love the first season and I love Billy Bob Thornton. And I hate when people are like, why do you have a crush on him? I'm like, cause he's sexy. Are you all out of your fucking mind that you don't think Billy Bob Thornton is hot? He's such a good actor. He's so charming. And he's like a disturbed person. So like, of course that's attractive to me. And he's, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know if you noticed Angelina Jolie married him. Good enough for her. Good enough for her. And guys will make fun of me. And I'm like, do you see yourself? You see yourself, right? Because you wish you looked like Billy Bob Thornton. I just don't exist on a normal plane when it comes to men's looks. Like some buff guy, like at the gym, like I'm just like, ugh, like what is that even? Like why do straight guys, here's what I miss. And this is what I love about Billy Bob Thornton. Now, I'm going to get back to the ghost. Cause I know you're like, are you fucking kidding me? This is actually an interesting ghost story. 
men in the 50s, because they had all the power, they worked the jobs, women stayed home, hee hee, here are your shoes, Harry. You know, they had all the power. They didn't have to prove that they were masculine. They just were because they're men and they run the world. And I'm going to work and I've got my briefcase and I pinch my secretary's butt and my wife can't have her own line of credit and baba boo and I went to the war and women can't fight in combat yet and I'm over here. Okay, men run everything. Straight men, cisgender men, right? White men running the world. If you notice, you look at the old baseball players. If you look at... uh old actors. Men could have been gay. Like they're what to way overgeneralize. Um, they could technically pass as quote gay. If, if being gay means being a little thinner and taking care of yourself. Now I know gay doesn't mean that now, let me explain what I'm saying. Like a lot of people, when they look back at old movies, they're like, Gene Kelly wasn't gay. I'm like, no, that was like a manly man back then. Frank Sinatra, he was a little pipsqueak, but he's like, I'm running with the mob and fucking Frank Sinatra and hey, get out of here, fucko. You know, and Gene Kelly was like a ladies man and he's like doing ballet, Bob Fosse, same thing. They all have these slight builds and some were dancers and they sang and you put on your tap shoes and you entertain people on TV the baseball players used to be thinner because you didn't have to use your body. I, this is a theory I've made up. You didn't have to use your body to prove that you're a man and you're tough and you're in control. You just ran everything. So like you could be slight. And I've always been attracted to guys like that. Like I am literally not attracted to like a sports player or when women are like, look at his muscles. I'm like, ugh, all that looks to me like someone who could attack me. And I'm just weird on the Kinsey scale that way. Like I'm not gay, but I really don't like, like men, men, men. And there's not that many of them. Um, so, and we'd be like, he's short. I'm like, yeah, I like short guys. Cause I'm short. I don't need them to be taller than me. Like I don't need them to take care of me. I don't need them to be taller than me. I don't understand why tall, if you're five, five, like, why do you want someone who's six, two? Because it's all image. Like women like to like, I snagged a tall man. And I'm like, I snagged a five, five guy, like, cause I'm five, five. So that's what I fucking like. Like, I don't understand this height thing. So anyway, who was I get? Oh, so Billy Bob, I don't know how tall he is, but he's got that slight kind of fay thing, but you know, he's been married six times. He's obviously a maniac and I'm sure like the years he was putting blood around his neck in a necklace with Angelina Jolie, they weren't playing fucking patty cake. Like obviously he's a very sexual person. You know, he's not, um, not a heterosexual is what I'm saying, but he might sit with his legs crossed and looks to kind of like effeminate. That to me is what a man is. And I guess it's because I grew up watching the old movies. I don't fucking know. But this new thing where every guy looks like the rock, I'm like, the hell is happening? Like, are you a weightlifter? Then don't look like that. So I, and I know that like with my gay friends, like they'll tell me like, you know, the gay guys bulking up at the gym, like the theory was like, you know, you're not going to define me by this and that. And I'm not, doesn't mean I'm effeminate or like a woman and I'm going to work out. And okay, great. I don't know if I don't, I'm not keeping up with with all the different, uh, it's not for me to speak about, but I do think, I swear to God, then straight guys started bulking up more. Cause it's like, wait, women have credit cards, women have jobs. Gay guys can beat the shit out of us. Fuck. 
uh, I don't even, I'm not even the one that makes the most money anymore. What else do I have? I'll just keep lifting fucking weights. Um, and then you, or you go the other way and go, I'll just get a beard and a gun. And I ain't interested in beards, guns, or weightlifting. Like if you have any of those things, like you're not my dude. And so all the little like artsy fartsy, like Twinkie artist types, like they get snatched up real quick, real quick. So that's my theory on masculinity. But when I'm telling people that I like Goliath and that I have a crush on Billy Bob Thornton, they're like, mm-hmm. It makes me so angry because honestly, and I, I predict this will happen in 10 years because we have gender nonconformity. We've got trans, we've got this. There are women like me who literally get angry when people tell me like, you should consider, first of all, I'm not considering dating and all. That's not where I'm at in my life. Like it's not happening. Um, my ex is my really good friend and I'm just still not over all of that. Um, but people are like, you should go against type. And like, maybe you could really fall in love with someone who's like a weightlifter, who's got like a square neck. I'm like, I, why, why do I have to 44, like suddenly be attracted to people I've never been attracted to? Like, there's nothing wrong with them. It just doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't feel like what I want masculinity to look like for me. I don't want the person touching me. I don't like it's, it literally would be as offensive to me. And I'm sorry to say this gay people, if you're a gay guy and someone said, no, 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 but just like practice around, like date a woman. It's like, no, that's like not my instinct. Like that's not, I can't, like I, it's not even a preference. It's like in my soul that I don't even acknowledge these guys like are in a realm of dating. Like I'm, they're not, um, I'm not available to them. They're not available to me. They're not, um, possibilities for me because they don't, it feels like um like a born this way thing. Like I'm just born this way. I'm not wired for them. And I don't want to have to be because you people have told me because people didn't always look like that. So I can't get into it. But anyway, please don't, please. I would never get up into anyone's business about who they find attractive and who they don't like. Why is it my business? It's so personal. If someone says, I like this show, Billy Bob Thornton's an amazing actor. I have a little crush on him. Gross. What, what kind of person are you? It's so boring. You're so boring that you can't just go. That's interesting. It shouldn't even, that's boring too. Oh, that's interesting. Explain yourself. Explain yourself. Your husband is, wears the same plaid shirt every day. All right. Anyway, listen, let's get back to the, the point is I was watching a lot of Goliath and season two is messed up and I was feeling dark. So I'm in my new apartment. I've had the Reiki. I still don't know about the ghost, but it's out there. The episode is out there. And, uh, I haven't checked the Twitter. I haven't seen people talk about it. And I'm watching Goliath like at night in my room. And I'm like, this is scary. Like, I don't like season two. There's a lot of weird things with stumps and I don't like it. Um, and it just makes me feel very dark. And it's like, who wrote this? And did someone in the writer's room have a breakdown? And like, why is there a guy who's obsessed with like stump porn? And I'm not into it. Anyway, so I start sleeping with the lights on in my room at the new apartment. And I'm like, this is a new level. And I'm like, I feel weird. I feel like something's here. I'm like, I can't believe it. Why do I feel like something's here? I saged, I did this. I'm like, you know what? I'm probably watching too much Goliath. 
I'm probably just scaring myself. Although it's not a ghost show, but it's just everyone in it is very dark and it's weird. So I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'm just not filling my soul with good things. So I started being more soulful before bed and listening to like, wind it down, meditation, um, you know, podcasts and things like that. So here's what happens when I find it about the ghost and here's how I got rid of it. But before I tell you that, oh my God, let me tell you that my suave shampoo has seriously just saved my butt, like again this week. So here's the deal. Y'all know that I use, y'all know that I use the suave and that they are sponsors on this, a very here podcast. Um, wait, hang on. Oh my God. This keeps pausing. Hang on one second. You know that Suave is a sponsor. They have some great new shampoos. I always, I always tell them, I say, you know, I don't know how you guys are tracking if people are buying this or not, but I am here to tell you it's, you know, you can buy Suave at the drugstore. And a lot of times people get snobby. I have to buy it. But you don't need all that expensive shit. I'm telling you because I am a hair snob. Like I pay a lot of money for haircuts and stuff. And I don't need to pay a lot of money for shampoo if it's made from the right things. And like times are different. Like it's not just fancy things that have access to the good ingredients. And this is why I I love Suave because I have these bleached pieces in my hair and my hairdresser didn't quite do it correctly. We had to redo it. And my hair was like straw and I was like, Oh my God. And she was trying to pitch me on like, you need to buy this shampoo. I'm like, no, I've got something at home. So I actually have two kinds now because they have two different kinds. There's smoothing suave almond and shea butter and damage repair suave coconut oil infusion conditioner and shampoo. So because now that I'm in New York, it's like my hair gets frizzy. It's driving me crazy. I'm doing everything to control it. But the suave almond and shea butter shampoo and conditioner works. That's right. Suave works. It moisturizes my hair and keeps it smooth. So that feeling when you get out of the shower and your hair is wet and you comb it, it looks like you've just put like silky shine spray in it and you haven't. Suave actually works. Do not take my word for it. They have a money back guarantee. So try it for yourself. Suave for hair you can believe. And I am still using my damage repair coconut oil infusion. I use it um, on the days that I know that I'm going to be using hot tools because my curling iron, my blow dryer, it it's just causes too much damage on my little bleach pieces. So I give it a little extra TLC with the Suave Coconut Oil Infusion Shampoo and Conditioner. Again, it's a money-back guarantee. Try it for yourself. Suave for hair, you can believe. So I start getting these tweets. You, ha- I heard something, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if you guys have heard of what EVP is. Not MVP, Most Valuable Player, but EVP. So I'm going to read you what EVP is. Electronic Voice Phenomenon. EVP stands for Electronic Voice Phenomenon. Sounds on electronic audio recordings interpreted as spirit voices. It doesn't mean executive vice president, although it also does. So, the process of seeing or hearing a dead person through the use of modern electronic devices A lot of people, when you watch those ghost hunting shows, you know, they're walking around with their headphones on and they've got the microphone out and they're like, shh. And they record something and then they play it back and you just hear silence and then you'll hear like, and they're like, did you hear that? Did you hear that? But it's never something direct. Like, hey guys, it's always like, 
And they're like, we heard something. And it's so hard when you're watching those shows to believe it. It's not that I think the people are lying. I really do think they think they heard something, but it's like, guys, there's like 50 people on, on this production. Like you have no idea. You've got a boom mic, which picks up a lot of sound. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it could be anything. It could be someone's fucking stomach growling. I'm not even kidding. So my EVP was a little different. So again, taking it back, recording the podcast, having some wine. Now I've since uh, remembered that wine, not only does it release your inhibitions, it actually on a spiritual level, if you believe this stuff, takes down your boundaries. So you're more, let's just say ghosts exist, period. And that's not up for debate. If a ghost is going to come to someone and it's walking down the hall of an apartment building and there's one woman drinking wine and then there's another woman drinking water, two different apartments, it'll go to the person drinking. There's something about alcohol in your system where the ghost knows that your boundaries are down and they can kind of get right in. So just think about that, all you people, if you drink home, drink, have a drink by yourself at home, you're opening up a portal to the other side. (laughs) Maybe you want that. Okay. So so I'm going to play, I'm playing it from my iPhone now using the iTunes app. This is what people heard. And what everyone said was it sounded like a guy was saying, come to my room. He does it twice. There's one And then there's one 30 seconds later, I'm about to play both. So here I am getting thousands of tweets and I'm like, all right, I'm at work. I'll just check it out. And I heard it and I was so scared that I felt sick to my stomach and a bunch of stuff, just my hair stood on end. I grew hair in different places and then that stood on end. I didn't like it. It felt dark and it felt invasive and I, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. So here we go. It's coming up in about... 11 seconds. Parents. Oh, and remember, I'm reading an email from a gay man who got married whose mother wants him to have a big wedding. I come from a fairly affluent family, and my parents have offered to pick up the tab for a reception. On the one hand, I want to say no, because we have both emphatically... Did you just hear that? Because we have both emphatically... Okay, so it's going to be louder on the next one, so if you didn't hear it that time. I know that my situation is different from your own past marriage. Yes, it is. But I feel like you would have perspective. Do you or your listeners have any advice? Yes. Look it. It sounds really simple. So it just sounds like you don't. Okay. It's like suddenly louder. It just sounds like you don't want from your own past marriage. Yes, it is. But I feel like you would have perspective. Do you or your listeners have any advice? Yes. Look it. It sounds really simple. So it just sounds like you, it almost sounds like I stopped and started playing something, which I fucking swear I didn't because this isn't funny to me. And like, I'm not trying to do that dead David thing that that guy on Twitter did. Like, I don't like this. And I didn't do a podcast last week because I was afraid that the ghost was stuck in the microphone. I'm not kidding, but I find it weird that I got a new iPad the weekend that I moved out of that place and then I got Reiki healing. 
the new iPad I got because I was like, this other one's crashing, but like, it's just bumming me out. Like it's bad vibes on this iPad time to turn it in and they can recycle it. So I was like, weird, like what the fuck is this? And so I texted my friend, Michael McMillan, you've heard me on his podcast before. Um, Oh, what's the name of it? Bigfoot. Ah, I forget the Bigfoot collectors club. And he loves this shit. And I, I know he listens to the podcast. I mean, not that he has to, by the way, when he was like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm not caught up on episodes. I'm like, meanwhile, you don't need to listen to my show. You're my actual friend. We could just hang up. Although we can't cause I'm in New York right now. So anyway, he's like, Oh my God, I know the perfect people to deal with this. So he texts his friend. She's this woman who specializes in EVP. And she's like, yep, you got one. And then another woman that this woman knows. So basically I'm on a text chain with like Michael and this woman. And I think this woman's name was Diana. Diana's like, okay, do I have your permission to do like a soul cleansing on you? She's in LA. I'm in New York. I'm at my desk. I'm like, oh, sure. She's like, I'm going to invite someone else to it. This other woman, blah, blah. So I don't know what they're doing, but I put the phone down and I go about my business and she's like, just go about your business. And they're doing some like from across the country, checking down deep into themselves, clearing my aura, protecting me thing. And I said, does it sound like a demon? And she said, no, she thinks he was saying, go get my book. I hear come to my room. They do not hear that. They hear, go get my book. I don't know what to tell you. It's sort of like Yanni Flani. What was that thing? Does it say Yanni or Sudoku? And like, what? And people listen to things. You know that thing, (laughs) that audio? It also reminds me of some audio thing. Like maybe it's not words we heard, but everyone was saying it, but then that's how phenomenons, phenomena catches on and blah, 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 blah. So I don't fucking know what's going on. All right. So come to my room, whatever. Come to my window. Maybe that's what he was trying to say. So they do this cleansing and whatnot. Then she's like, do you want to know a little bit about your ghost? She's like, you have a Casper. Casper mattress, I do have. But say you have a Casper ghost, which means a friendly ghost. I don't care if they're friendly. Again, you can be the friendliest person in the world, like the Lyft driver I just had. It's a pain in my fucking ass. Does that make sense? I get in the car. He's like, how's your day going so far? I'm like, this is the first, I take Lyft like 50 times a week in New York. Nobody ever asked me. And I hate this guy already. I'm like, I go, um, it, uh, not good. And I just start putting my headphones. He goes, why? I go, honestly, I don't want to talk about it. He goes, are you sure? I go, yes, it's very personal. It's physical and work related. So thank you. Like what? Yeah. When you want to hear about my fucking eight pound weight gain this week of like complete bloat from the fact that I have like fibroids and don't anyone email me about my health. I, it's just a thing that happened because I didn't do this certain thing I was supposed to do this week physically. And I'm PMS and I'm, I hate that I get a, a hair thing that I didn't like and extra work assignment this weekend. Like, shut up, just shut up. How about that? How about shut up? Can I do anything for you? He says, I said, you can drive to Manhattan safely. I mean, shut up anyway. So he's nice. He's a pain in my fucking ass right? But she assured me the ghost is nice. Uh, they said, we think it's an old man. And we think he was saying, go get my book. Go get my book. I heard come to my room. But she said, 
Perhaps he was a homophobic old man and was interrupting me during the uh, listening to the me talk about the gay guy getting married. Then they thought, or he's very religious and loves weddings, was going to get his Bible so he could help help marry them. This seems insane to me, but they're like, that's what happened. They're like, he's really nice. He just couldn't move to the other side. I'm like, great. They're like, we just did an a-, a thing and we sent him to the other side to the light with these angels. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, well, that, they're like, it might explain, I go, does this have anything to do with the insomnia I had? They're like, you had insomnia? They're all excited. They're like, yeah, it's probably like having a chatty spouse. Like he was trying to talk to you. He was in your room <laughs> and he was like, ba 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 He was desperately trying to get to the other side. He was stuck and he couldn't move on. And he had like a special kinship with me and thought I could help him move on, which I love. He's like an I seem funner who asked me for a relationship advice. I'm like, do you see my life? I have none. I have no advice. So he thought I could help him move on, which was interesting because I went to Reiki that weekend with this feeling that there's some things in my life I can't move on about. And I'm very stuck from the personal to the professional nines and nines and twos and twos, you know, it's my Baba Bowie reference. And she said, well, I don't want to scare you, but he, he, um, his energy stayed with you. Like he was at the new place too. And I'm like, ah! that's why I couldn't sleep. Also, because I'm watching a show where people are getting their legs cut off into stumps. But she said, we let him go. He's on the other side. Now he was an old man in a sweater. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, he was just fumbling and mumbling around that carriage house with his Bible wearing his cardigan sweater, uh, couldn't figure out how to get to the other side, was stuck in life. And they said, since you weren't listening to him at night and weren't able to help him, he decided to interrupt your podcast. And so if you want to believe it, folks, this ghost thought me, Jen Kirkman, would be a good soul to talk to, to help him get the courage or move on to go to the other side. And I wasn't listening because I can't hear ghosts. And, uh, he kept me up for two nights. And then, um, on the next night when I recorded the podcast, he decided to talk into the microphone. Now I don't like come to my room. It's creepy. It's Harvey Weinstein-esque. Um, but maybe he didn't mean it that way. But so he knew maybe they say ghosts sometimes get into electronics they get into the darndest things. Ghosts say the darndest things. And that he, um, I don't know, I like to think of it as he was like, well, I can't get her to listen to me. Maybe I'll make a guest appearance on her podcast and her listeners will tell her about me. And then maybe she'll contact some of her friends. She's got friends in all kinds of places. Of course, I have friends that know mediums and this and that. And, uh, and they'll, uh, my other friend, Sarah, sent it to her friend, John, who's like a ghost hunter. And he is like, oh my God, this is one of the greatest EVPs ever. Everyone's saying that. Thank you, everyone. Um, no one mentions like, hey, great podcast. Um, but so yeah, so he, because you guys told me, then I was able to get some some movement and we got him uh, to the other side. I hope he's having a good time. I hope he's having a good time on the other side. Uh, so then I resaged my new place doing these chants they gave me and I sealed up all the energy on doors, windows, and mirrors. 
And uh, I felt a little shaken up the first night. I got to be honest, I had trouble falling asleep. It was more uh, worrying. It wasn't like physically, I bet I could have fallen asleep had I not been just creeped out. But I didn't like the feeling it gave me. I didn't like, if this is true, that spiritual energies can get stuck on us. Uh, I don't like that. I don't like that. I travel a lot. And um, it just made me feel bad about myself. Like, oh, sometimes I have bad boundaries and people take advantage of me or people, you know, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, I've got places in my own life where I can't move on. And, And I thought, well, isn't that interesting though, that on a spiritual level, I'm giving off that energy and maybe this was just a big wake up call. Maybe we helped each other. Maybe the ghost helped me realize, Hey, what areas am I not letting people take me to the other side? And what areas of my life am I, you know, just barking up, you know, like creatively, there's a lot of stuff I'm barking up and it's like, maybe I'm talking to deaf ears, you know? Um, there's a lot of different things going on on all areas of life where I could use a little suppository to put it grossly. Like I'm just stuck, you know? Um, and, uh, I felt less stuck since this whole ordeal. I've actually felt, you know, and what, what the woman who helped me via my friend Michael said is, don't feel scared like some ghost got into your space. You actually have all the power here and he needed you and you did a really wonderful thing. (laughs) It's so ridiculous ending for this ghost. But, you know, in the same way that people are like, the Bible isn't real, it's just parables. It's like, okay, great. That's true. I, I believe that to be true as well. But can we ever learn something from these parables? I mean, do we have to throw the whole thing out? So let's say there's no ghost and this is just some weird like, because, oh, so this is the most interesting part that is going to take away the whole ghost story aspect. I went and played it back from the Dropbox and it wasn't, the sound isn't there. It only happens on iTunes and on all the um, different ways that the podcast is presented. So it must be some kind of technical glitch that, was happening out in the world of wires. You know, I don't know. Um, but it's not on the original recording. So who knows? You know, it, it kind of blows the whole thing. Of course, the other ghost people I've told are like, no, it doesn't. Like, okay. <laughs> but let's just say the parable from this is like, you know, what I thought was really cool was hey, I have a podcast and a bunch of people listen to it and they're engaged with it and they all heard this crazy thing and they told me about it, which that in and of itself is cool. Like I have this community of people and I do, you know, part of my art is to get paid to do a podcast and I actually have sponsors on this thing. And years ago before podcasting was a thing, I never knew that would be an extra source of income, you know? And that's really cool that that things that haven't been invented yet can later become ways we make a living and ways we connect with other people. And so many beautiful connections have been made over this podcast. And I feel like you guys telling me you heard a ghost was another kind thing. And then I luckily have a friend that I thought of right away. And then he knew some people and they were willing to like, literally it was like, I'll get back to you in five days. Like they stopped what they were doing in that moment to help me. And they followed up the next day and they're like, let me know you're okay. I don't know these people. And you know, like Mr. Rogers said, like, look for the helpers. There's helpers everywhere. It's little things like this that I can hang on to and say, it's actually really kind of beautiful. And if we do believe that there are souls wandering around who are stuck, who need to go somewhere else, um, you know, I hope we notice those souls in real life, you know, um, 
and that we reach out and, and help people. I mean, don't force people to do things. Don't be like, you there, go <laughs> go to the light. What are you talking about? But I just mean helping our fellow persons out there. And um, I think a lot of people's biggest problems are fear of trying, you know, the hell I know is better than the hell that I don't know. What if this, what if that I feel stuck and feeling stuck makes me not want to motivate. So I'm just going to stay stuck and oh my God. And we can all help each other unstick if we just ask for help. And here was a ghost who really had an ingenious way of asking for help by being like, fine, I'll get on her fucking podcast. (laughs) Again, this is my parable to you. So if you're asking for help and you're asking for help and it's falling on deaf ears, find a way to communicate it. If you feel stuck, find a way to unstick yourself, help other people, and don't be afraid. You have all the power in this situation. Um, Unless, of course, it's a demon and then you're probably fucked. Until next week, have fun. Powerful as Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to 1 gigabit per second. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.